unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. So, originally, we were um, going to have a server on tonight, but they got called in for a shift, um, and they needed the shift, and, you know, no problems there whatsoever. When they're free again, we'll we'll schedule it later. So, they will be with us eventually. So, that's cool. And I tried to decide what we were going to do tonight, and kind of looked at it like, okay, let's have some chat involvement and let's talk about our pet peeves and things that annoy us at work. And so what we're going to do is since awesome TJ Green, as Hero said, coming in strong, managers and quote unquote leadership stopping you and asking you to do the one task you're hired to do whilst in the middle of doing said task just because you're not moving fast enough to them. Yes. Um, it's, uh, speed is, um, what's up, blame tag? Speed is an interesting thing. Um, the perception from managers sometimes is that people aren't moving as fast. And, you know, lots of times, you know, one thing that I've, I've really realized as of late is this efficiency. Um, there are little things that you can do that make you seem fast, but you're not, but managers, you know, we unfortunately have um, this perception that people can't work as fast as we can. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes we overinflate our egos and think that we're that fast when we're not. But the reality is it comes down to them just trying to squeeze more out of somebody than they can give because everybody has a speed, you know, a top speed that they work at. And if you've hit it, that's good. It's, it's fine as long as you're getting the job done but yes managers that come in and, and start demanding you move faster and whatnot when you're busting ass ooh, yeah annoying as hell um aj tj says i couldn't help it i work at amazon and it's been hell this past week we're understaffed and people can't quit keep quitting now amazon um yes uh the expectations there are unbelievable I know people that have worked for them that are moving, you know, at the speed of light, basically. <laughs> and that's not good enough. You know, it reminds me a lot of the stories I used to hear about UPS doing time studies where, you know, they'd ride with a driver and they'd like dock their time if they like went to the bathroom or some weird shit like that. So uh, Irish connection, bra money. Yes. Now here, I don't know where everybody's from. Some of you I do. Uh, for people watching that haven't chimed in, I don't know where you're at. But here in the South, it's hot as balls right now. And it's so hot that if you've got money in your wallet, it's going to get wet if your wallet's in your back pocket. So boob money, oh, hell no. It is nasty and it is disgusting. And I don't know where people felt like, you know, you use your bra as storage. I mean, I've seen women who have their phone in their bra and they, you know, there's nothing worse than you're already having a shitty day because wherever you're at, it's hot as hell. And um, they're pulling money out of places that are just excreting fluids that you want nothing to do with. Uh, Black Blame tags a sock money and then uh, hero boot money. 
uh, hybrid says I refuse to take sweaty money. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm sure there's some companies out there would get pissed off if you did, but tough shit. You know, it, it's just like whatever. Uh, hybrid says their pants have no pockets. Well, that's not our problem. There's purses. There's uh, all sorts of attache bags that they they can have. There's no sense in putting money in your bra, especially in the summer, knowing you're going to sweat like hell. It's just nasty, and it's disrespectful, too. And I think it says a lot about people who do that. You know, if, if they're willing to put money, which, let's face it, money is one of the most filthy things on the face of the planet. Hero can tell stories all day long about the Bank of America across from a sketchy strip club. Um the money they had to pull out of these machines after the weekend that she used to say smelt like cocaine and regret. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, it's nasty. It's just nasty. I mean, that's no different than being like blowing your nose or taking a Kleenex and wiping sweat under your armpit and handing it to somebody say, Hey, can you take care of this? No, no, the hell you can't. <laughs> so blame tag by specific beef right now is cloping but as part of the broader topic of being punished for being good at your job. Okay, Clopins. Now, I saw some talk about this. I, yeah, actually, Blame Tag, it was you, talking about it could be management oversight. Um, it, it's funny because if the manager doesn't pay attention to what they're doing and they start, you know, let's say I've always been the kind of manager, even though we had computer systems, I've got to ride it out. If I if if the company I worked for didn't have some like Excel kind of schedule thing that I could write in, I would make one up just so I could do it because I need to visually see it because you can line it up with like different departments and whatnot. But the one thing that happens is you get managers that they go to make the new schedule and they forget about the old one. And they're and 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 they're just looking at, okay, I need this person this day, this day, this day. And you have to train yourself to go back and look at what you scheduled last week to avoid giving people clopins. Now, clopins are sometimes necessary. It just is look of the draw. But if you find yourself being a person who gets scheduled for clopins all the time, yeah, a conversation needs to happen because they suck, especially if you're working places that, you know, uh, what what time do you guys close, Blame Tag? Is it like 10 or 11? But yeah, you know, it, it's it depends on what the definition of clopin is to some people. I know I was having a conversation with my oldest son and he was tell I was telling him about working 12 to eight and then going back to work at like, you know, eight o'clock in the morning. That to me is not a clopin eight o'clock's nothing. But when you start hitting, like, like you said, uh, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and then having to turn around, and be back, you know, at the ass crack of dawn, man, that sucks. And it's demoralizing. And, you you get no time to rest, period. You know, if I'm not mistaken, some places there's like a law on how many hours you have to have between shifts. And I know of situations where there's managers that get or employees that get out at 11 o'clock and turn around and have to be back at 5 a.m. And uh, it's it's inhumane. Um, yes, your knees need that time to heal. So do mine. But you know, my, my advice to everybody is if you see that happening, you have a talk with your manager about it and see if it changes. And if it doesn't change, then yeah, start raising hell. You know, um, it's sometimes it's an oversight. It really is. And, um, but 
there sometimes that managers do it and uh, don't care. So those are the worst ones, actually. What else we got going on here? Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a hell of a night. Let's see where do we go. The uh, fuck today says when some someone asks if you carry something and you say no, and they get pissed because the company didn't decide to carry it, but it's your fault. Yes, 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 yes. Um, the, it's amazing the amount of people that get mad at you over something you didn't carry. And it's even more amazing the amount of people who said they bought it there last week. There is nothing more infuriating than having that kind of conversation with a customer. And they're like, well, I just got it here last week. And you know good and damn well they didn't because you don't carry it and you haven't carried it. And, you know, you want to reach out and throttle those people and smack the shit out of them and be like, come on, man. You know, but they don't believe you. They, every time they shop there, they see you there. They know you work there. You've been, you may be a fixture in that store. You've been there a long time, but they will doubt you because they swear on baby Jesus in the manger that they bought this product last week at your store that you've never had. And there are some situations where people say they bought products that don't even exist. And that's even worse. It's, it's like, don't believe everything on the internet. I mean, that's one of the things that sucks about like curbside pickup and ordering online, you know, order online, pick up in store, you know, as we know, <laughs> those of us in the business, sometimes those two systems don't really talk to each other that well. And it may be showing online that you've got something in stock that you may have not had in stock for like months. And guess who gets the brunt of it? Because they can't yell at a computer. Well, they can yell at a computer, but that gives them no, no satisfaction. So they've got to yell at a person. So, yeah, those those are terrible. Um, let's see. And, yeah, it, it's always the associate's fault. They're yelling at somebody that has nothing to do with ordering or whatnot at all. And it's just like, come on, man. Um, let's see. Uh Hero says, in response to the fuck today, I had someone ask why we couldn't just order it from Amazon to carry it. Like, why can't you? Oh, oh, see, now the customers have become, you know, sentient beings and thinking that they know how. <laughs> We're just going to order random shit off of uh, Amazon and like put a little sec- four foot section. This is the Amazon shit people ask for. No, it don't work that way. Sorry. Um, wow. That that's something else. Um, Irish says unsupervised kids running riot. Yes, unsupervised kids are the worst, um, especially if you know somebody who works the toy section and they spend all this time doing these resets and they've got all the the, the, the counter looks great and whatnot. And then someone goes to them and says, uh, "I've got some bad news. There's some kids over there playing your section." You go over and it's all in the floor. <laughs> all in the floor. I'm convinced that parents believe that toy aisles are babysitters. It, it really is. And there for a while, when I was at guitar center, a lot of parents thought guitar center was babysitter. You want to talk, see that's something there. So we talk about kids running wild in the store. Imagine a family dropping off a carload of like five or six adolescents, you know, anywhere from 12 to 16 years old at guitar center. Right. And they come in and the first thing I want to play that guitar up there and it's like four thousand dollars. No, you can want all you want. We're not getting that shit down for you. And they're in there. They're, they got greasy hands and it, it, it's just a nightmare. Um, 
Ooh, hybrid's got to go and call child protective services and say kids have been abandoned in the store. We should normalize that. That hybrid, you win the chat as far as I'm concerned. That is, that is brilliant. You know, especially if you call anonymously. So that way they can't be like, well, your employee called DSS or child protective services. You don't know that. (laughs) Yo mods, check my message. It's cool. Uh, I don't, it doesn't show me anything that's blocked just to let you know. Um, what else that we got? The fuck today says had a lady sit on my register today and tell me to go get her stuff for her. Um, FYI, that didn't happen. Yeah. That's another thing that was discussed here at home for just a second, um, about people wanting us to be their personal shoppers. No, we're not. We don't get paid for that. You want a personal shopper shop curbside, let them bring it to you. Don't come in the store. And, and, you know, sometimes I'll be honest with you. I feel bad. Sometimes you'll get people like very elderly people. And they'll ask you where something's at. And it might be right around the corner, you know. And, and if you're busy, I mean, I, I I do this. I'm not a manager anymore. So, but but I will do It's on aisle such and such on the left side, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, can you show me? And I'm like, okay, sure. Now, I'm six, five and a half, guys. And I have extremely long legs. And I walk fast without trying to walk fast. There is nothing more painful than helping little old Gertrude go look for some light bulbs and you're you feel like you're walking in slow motion and they're very appreciative of you helping them but it just took 20 minutes to get there <laughs> because you're waiting on them that's where you wish they were in the little scooter car because even though scooter cart's slow it moves faster than that so but yeah that is uh why am i bragging about <laughs> i'm not bragging about those stems those stems hurt bro just like yours do <laughs> Um. Oh, Hero did respond to the ATM. Glitter-covered tears of cheap champagne and regret. <laughs> that was the money that came from the strip club. That's nice. Um, Let's see. Hero says, when they want you to shop their entire list for them and one item at the opposite side of where you are at at a time. Yeah. That goes back to that personal shopper thing where people, they, they they want you to take them every step of the way. And sometimes you might be thinking, well, is this a secret shopper? No, it's a secret asshole is what it is. Because there are people that I believe do that for sport. I, I swear to God, I believe there are people that come into these stores with the sole purpose of saying, ooh, that person there looks really, really busy. I'm going to fuck their day up. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Um Definitely. Um, hero, uh, Defuck Today says those holiday hour clopings, those sucks. Uh, let's see. There's the distance between shifts. Um, Blame Tag says I had a guy today with the, it says it's in stock. Where is it? With an item showing one available. Did you have it or not? Um, oh, I saw that Blame Tag. Uh, he said he had a guy today just yell, I hate this fucking store at me as I was walking out today. Then why is he there? If you hate it so bad, why are you there? <laughs> Let's see. Um, ooh, that's good blame tag. 
My old boss at the theater used to threaten to call child services on parents who abandoned their kids there for way longer than movie showtime. Nice. Um, the elderly don't understand how payroll is anymore. Did they ever? <laughs> um, a hero says he doesn't know how to slow shuffle people. No, I don't get out of my way. Um, let's see what we got here. Blaine takes us. He got one of those Saturday. <laughs> so, oh my God, hero hate that shit. I got one of those Saturday all over the bedding section, not even my section. Then she's like, can you help me find this lamp? We did not have it. <laughs> it was drinking glasses, probably unaccounted for breakage. Got you. So, um, Oh, calls on your day off. Now I will tell you that that is the worst part of being a manager because you're getting them. You are getting them. At random times, uh, it's, it's just awful, just terrible. Now, as an hourly now, I don't, I'll don't. i get phone calls every once in a while, and it's just a quick question. Or most time I get a text, you know, saying, hey, can you, did we have such and such, or did you? And, and it's, it's not really intrusive because it's really quick. But as a manager, there were times I actually threw my phone. I mean, because I could get no peace because I was getting called about like really, really stupid questions and stuff that, that they already knew the answer to. And I'm like, wow, what, you know, and then I'd have district managers call me, you know, it's like, really? What, what I get, can I, can I not get a day off? But yeah, calls on your day off do suck. Uh, Gene Morgan, welcome. Uh, management pushing diversity and inclusion, uh, embrace the different cultures. Um, I, I don't have a problem with that if it's sincere. If they're doing it to to hit a number or to say that they did, no, it's it's not it's not worth it at all. Uh, but you know, here's the thing: I, I don't like putting labels on that stuff. You know, people will like push diversity and inclusion. I got an idea. How about you just be good to everybody and call it a damn day? That's the problem. Is especially these businesses they want to label shit. They want to be like, oh, we're diverse, or or we're extremely inclusive. What do you want? A fucking medal? I mean, just be good to people. Don't quit labeling shit, man. We, you causing problems where none need to exist. I mean, it's just like stop. You know, judge a person on their character. Um, and you know, pet peeve. Now, a pet peeve for me was the fact that you know, coming up through management, you were kind of encouraged to not hire certain people. You know, uh, nose rings, piercings tattoos, blah, blah, blah. The, the bigger question is, does any of that keep them from doing the job you need them to do? You know, um, it, it's it, like I said, judge people on their character and their performance, you know, not their hair color, not you know how many holes they have in their face. Yes, I can understand that, you know, sure, that might offend somebody. I get it. You know, if you're 60, 70 year old, old school person and you walk in and somebody's got like a mohawk and like 10 gauges in their ears and like a bone through their nose. Yeah, it's going to freak them the fuck out. But you know what? So <laughs> if they're doing the job, leave them be, especially at a point in time where, you know, you can't people can't hire people. You got to you got to roll the dice, man. You, you got to take a chance on some people now. 
that maybe you wouldn't in the past. So just do it. Um, Blame Tag says, my old job, it was calls and texts all day from the assistant managers and the GM. Luckily, my current job doesn't do that. Yep, it sucks. Um, hybrid threw a beer bottle through the shed because it got called so many times. Yep, it, it, it's maddening. Absolutely maddening. Um, Russell says, I hated people trying to get a discount because I kid you not during COVID at the decor store. Nothing wrong with the chair. Can I get a discount because someone may have touched it and have COVID and I'm going to have to clean it. Honestly, like 10 at least. Okay, well, here's the thing. That's great, but there's no logic in this because are they going to take it straight somewhere and have somebody pick take it out of their vehicle and get it cleaned? No, they're going to touch it anyway. So that's some dumb shit. That's, that's, just some, that's just people looking for any reason to get a fucking discount. That is just some dumb shit. And, and bless your heart, Russell. You know, I didn't think of that kind of stuff. I bet it was terrible. Oh, I, I, yeah, anybody that sells furniture or bedding or anything, I mean, shit, anything that gets touched, really, you know, but people will try their best to find some way to get some sort of discount. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, people want discounts for dumb shit reasons, Russell. Nightmares in store, welcome. My SM called me so many times on my day off, I blocked him and reported him as spam. That's the hero we deserve, people. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, you know, it's... If it gets to the point that it's abusive and intrusive, cut them off and research labor law and dare them to fire you for it, <laughs> you know, or, or write you up because they can't. They absolutely cannot. And it's just really kind of like to how you guys notice how a lot of, you know, and the reason a lot of you guys have different names and handles and whatnot is to keep that anonymity. But do any of us think it's a little fucked up that, a retailer will come after you over your social media presence. I mean, what if you're not talking about your job at all? I mean, why should they care? I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, okay, you know, sure. You may find out something you don't like. Okay, cool. But unless it's illegal or, or something that could really, 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 you know, cause some serious issues, um, Leave people alone, man. It's their personal time. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Um, the fuck today when people want a discount for messed up package. Nope, it doesn't affect the product. That is correct. The you know you the box has got a hole in it or the box is dented and you can prove to them there's no damage whatsoever. But they still. I hate to think that these people have collect like a shed out back. You know they they've bought like dinnerware sets. And there was nothing wrong with the dinnerware and, and they're saving the boxes, you know, for a collection or no, no, the fuck you're not. If it doesn't damage the product, keep it moving, keep it moving. Uh, people ask for discounts on open merchandiser. Motherfucker, you opened it. Yep. That happens a lot too. Um, God, you know, blank tag. I will say this. I feel your pain. Can we talk about dishes? <laughs> you know, dinnerware sets. Why is it, why is it that a customer will come and they'll open that damn box and they'll pull every set piece out of that damn thing? Then, you know, if you sell that stuff, blame tag, I'm sure you're aware. You know how you've got the cardboard in between the plates and whatnot, all perfectly packaged. They shove it all back in this box and then they'll get one that hasn't been opened. It's it's like, really? And I wish you could um, actually force them to buy the one that they opened. 
I, I really, you know, used to be, you know, there was that whole you break it, you buy it thing. It should be you open it, you buy it. That would stop that shit. Yes, blame tag. Holy shit, dinnerware sets are the fucking worst. Yes. Terrible. Terrible. Glassware, too. They're pretty bad about it on glassware. You know, they'll, they'll open a, a, a package of, like, wine glasses or whatnot, fingerprint it up, look at it and whatnot, and get one that hasn't been opened. Um, Irish says, probably the worst are the... The see you next Tuesdays that stay shopping after close. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I did tell a story on Twitter about somebody doing that. There was a lady at Jesus's craft store that for a long time she would come in and she'd come in like 10 till and, you know, out of fear for my job, I never said anything. And she'd be leaving at like 830. We closed at eight. Finally, one day I snapped. And went and pulled her aside and had a conversation with her and said, look, you know, we've got payroll budgets. We've got stuff we've got to do. And, and our registers closed down. And she was kind of oblivious. It was really weird because after I had to talk with her, it, the light went on. And she's like, oh, I am so sorry. I didn't realize. Okay. Um, I guess the manager before let you do it all the time. But anyway, after that, she she would not. She never did it again. She'd bring me, I mean, she became one of my best customers. She like brought me pictures from my office and all this weird shit. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it happened for a long time until one day I was just in a really foul mood and I, I went and I'm like, well, fuck it. If I get fired, whatever, but uh, this has got to stop because the, the latest I think she was ever there is because you got to hold people there. Right. And like 10 till nine, <laughs> you know, you close at eight. So 50 minutes after close this and and she's not buying like a lot of stuff at all. So it's like awful. Um, Hybrid says, if I ever had my own store, I'd call the cops for destruction of property. I would too. Um, Hero says, that's when the internet said before stream. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what was, what did, what did she say here? Let me scroll down. Uh, when you are wearing a shirt with the company name and a name tag and they ask you if you work there, man, can, can somebody, can, can somebody explain to me how that happens? You know, you, you've got the shirt with the logo on it. In some cases, you know, if you're lucky like me, you have a baseball cap with the logo on it. You have a name tag with the logo on it. What gave it away? Sherlock. I mean, why? And, and you're in the, now I've heard people be like, Oh, I thought you were a vendor. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. I'm wearing the exact same clothes as every other employee in here. How the fuck did you mess this up? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just stupid. Um, but, uh, let's see. Blank tag says the people who come in, close to closing calls me so much stress because I'm used to day shifts. Yes. Um, it, it's, uh, I, it's kind of like, you know, how are you guys at restaurants? Like if a restaurant closes at nine, I'm not going to like walk in at like eight 30, you know, and there are plenty of people to do. That's where servers, I guess, really get fucked is because I'm sure there are situations where their establishment's about to close and people walk in and they're demanding service. And and it's just it just kind of shows the state of humanity and the lack of respect for people and boundaries because, you know, sure, they they close at whatever time. 
you know, if you're not there an hour before they close, I think it's kind of shitty, you know, unless it's like fast food or some shit and you're going through a drive through. But, you know, and even then, if, if you pull up and they're like, oh, we don't have such a, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, it might make you a little bit ill if you're hangry, but, you know, people that go into like restaurants and whatnot that close to closing, it's just like, I wish that they could have a sign that says, you know, you must be seated an hour before closing, you know, before you get served, you know, because, you know, a lot of those restaurants and whatnot, those people are in there a long time after close cleaning shit up. So it's really kind of bad. Um, Blame tag says, I have the opinion that the entire final hour of a business's operating hours are for people who are already there to finish their purchase. Yes. Um, nightmares in store. My husband is a chef. He always had people coming in five minutes till closed and taking forever to order. He'd get home an hour and a half late or so. Most not see. Yep. It's just, it's just terrible. Um, nobody knew should be going in at that point. Correct. Hybrid says, I've told my girlfriend, we do not go anywhere an hour before they close. Don't care for the store or restaurant. Um, Alky Musiker. <laughs> Welcome pretty sure we know who you are <laughs> um so yeah uh, i did get some some text messages to to this stuff let's see I, i've got some here um give me just a second let me pull this up uh training videos that are pointless because they're never followed so we'll throw that one out there uh, as far as things that annoy you, gossip mongers, um, people who ask, where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? Um, some of these have been covered already. That employee that always complains about the other employee. Clueless management. Like, how did you get that promotion, Linda? I can hear the ocean through your ears. Um, the obvious weather forecast person, it's hot out. It's so cold out. It's raining cats and dogs out there. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and then sassy Maggie had one on Twitter here. Let me pull this up on my other screen. Um, she had, let's see here. What was hers? People, including coworkers, who cannot replace toilet paper on the roll but never ever seem to use paper towels, i.e. never really wash their hands. That's a good one. That's something that, you know, I've been made cognizant of as of recently is um, people that go to the bathroom that are handling things and they're not washing their hands. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, hybrid people who just sit at restaurants, taking up a table, just talking and costing the wait staff tips. Yes. Especially as it gets later in the shift. Cause you think about it, like, you know, people that are closing, you know, um, I mean, face it. You know, we've had servers on. Yes, a lot of them make a lot of money, you know, in, in tips and whatnot. But they rely on those tips because obviously their hourly wage sucks. And so, it's once again, it's disrespectful. It's like, you know, you got to know when it's time to leave the party, so to speak. And they don't. They just sit in there hooping and hollering and have a good time. And I'm sure the staff is ready to throw plates and knives at them. So that would be fun to see. 
Um, uh, Russell says, when I go out to eat, I base tips not on cost of the meal, but how the waitress was and time I spent there. Don't see why others don't. You know, I that really factors into me a lot. Um, if, if I've got, if I've got a really, and, and they've got to be pretty inept and fortunately, you know, most places that we frequent, we, we don't have a lot of bad servers. Okay. So, so, you know, um, I've changed a lot through the years, you know, it, uh, unless they're just terrible, they're, they're getting 20%. They, they just are. Um, because when you know, these people are making, you know, Two thirty an hour or whatnot. Hey, look, especially when you go into a restaurant and you see like one server who has a really big section and they're getting ran fucking ragged. You know, there's going to be somebody there. They're going to miss something. They're human, right? They they might not get a drink filled fast enough or whatnot. But you're you're sitting there observing them, and that's the thing. You know, people really, you know, especially all of us here or whatnot. We should really kind of take a look at what they're doing. You know, it shouldn't be just specific to us. If if you know. If somebody, if your drink's empty and it doesn't get filled as fast as you like, and you look around, you got a server covering twenty tables. Cut them some fucking slack, man. I mean, you know, they they hustling just as hard as everybody else in the jobs that they're doing. So, you know, I think uh, unless they're just terrible, I mean, and and you could tell terrible between you know somebody who's just overworked. So, yes, it should be based on the service, but um, if unless they've done something, you know fatally wrong i'll give them the 20 percent, you know and we should we really should uh you know if you can't afford to do the 20 percent, then maybe you probably shouldn't be eating there now i wasn't like that like five seven years ago all right but i've changed a lot as we've come through this whole work thing and how things have uh changed um let's see the inability to read it all yes that is correct blame tag uh, Iris says, when your line manager of someone from corporate asks you how to do something or how something on a system works, you know, that's a terrible thing is having people over you, like on the food chain, you know, they're making six digits and they come in and they're asking you how shit works. There is nothing more demoralizing as an employee or especially a manager to realize that you're busting your ass every single day to make that person richer and they don't even have a fucking clue what's going on in the building. But somehow, they get to run the show. Uh Uh-uh. No. No. No, 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 no. Not good. Um, (laughs) To fuck today with our favorite. So fucking tired of people saying, oh, doesn't scan, it must be free. Yep. She says, uh, I should charge you double for having to deal with you. Yep. (laughs) Blame tag says, "Hero, my favorite is three ninety nine for a set of two, and they think it says two for three. Oh my god! Yep, um, Alki, managers who refuse to help workers, no matter how busy it gets. Yes, yes, they they disappear. They take long court, you know, executive lunches, or they hide in the office, and they won't come help. But by God, they'll be the first to bitch that you couldn't get something done. It's like, where were you at?" You know, and, um, you know, for younger folk and stuff in the business, it's, it's hard. All right. You know, to have the balls to say some things and, you know, I do have to bite my tongue on some stuff still, but there's some things I'll kind of say, and I'll try to say it in a humorous kind of sly way to kind of get the point across. But man, 
if you're telling the truth, you're telling the truth. Fuck it. What are they going to do? Ain't a lot of businesses ain't firing people right now, you know, because they already are short staffed. Now the places that are overstaffed, sure. They're going to lay people off and you'll be the first to go, but that's being aware of your environment and your surroundings to know what kind of, how long the, the, the plank is you have to walk, so to speak, before you fall in the ocean. Um, Blame tag says, uh, I had two managers who would not let two people take the same weekend off, and then they always had the same weekend off in the rotation, leaving only one manager for a function for the weekend. <laughs> huh. That's how that works. That's the rules for thee and not for me. Um, uh, Russell says, oh, wasn't talking about that. If they miss a refill, but smile going by, that's different. If you're talking 20% of bill, probably already getting it. I had a waitress the other day. She was running and I got it, but she smiled every time she walked by and said, sorry, she got a 50 because she was nice. See, that's the way it should be. I agree with that. Alki says, I've seen that happen to me and my coworkers too. Had a supervisor take three weekends off in a row. In a row. Yeah, but by God, you just ask for a weekend off. It's it's the apocalypse. You you can't. And, and, you know, and there's a lot of managers out there that they're walking around like, I just don't know why anybody doesn't respect me or like me. Look in the fucking mirror. I mean, there's way too many managers out there who value their time as the only time worth valuing. Way too many. You know, if these are the kind of managers that if they're off and you call them, they're going to try to berate you for calling them. But at the same time, if you ask for time off, they'll give you every reason in the world why you can't take it. And if they do concede and let you take it, they bitter and pissy about it the entire time. And they're going to wait till you get back and take it out on you. So, you know, um, or have a DM tell you you couldn't plan out having kids not during Christmas. Well, you know, the one thing I will say about that, okay, is retail is a double-edged sword. If there's nothing wrong with saying, I want this time off, but if it's in a blackout period and you've worked in retail long enough, it's not a surprise and it should never be a surprise. It's met with resistance. So at that point in time, you have a decision to make. You either decide is the job worth it or you take the time that you need to take. There's nothing wrong with either one of those choices. It doesn't make you a lesser or better person either way. But unfortunately, there are some rules in this business from October to January. That's just how it is. It doesn't change for anybody. And at that point, if you're aware that that happens, man, you, you know, you, you need, you need to, to pick your poison and you need to have an exit plan ready in case you need this time off during blackout and you feel like you're not going to get it. You know, that's the kind of thing where you should have a backup plan saying, all right, fine, bye, have something lined up and walk out, you know, Concessions can be made. There are situations where people can get special accommodations and treatment. The problem is it's got to be very quiet so other people don't know. But, you know, in a small business, people are going to realize it. Um, and, and people are bitter and angry and whatnot. That, that's a different thing. But it, that, it just comes with the territory. Yeah, you did make your choice. And, you know, and that's uh, that's all it is. 
But here's the thing about making those choices. You're free to make those choices, but you can't get mad about what the circumstances are because it's across the board in that business. Unless you work office supply retail. Office supply retail does not, does not care about Christmas. Does not care. Back to school is their Christmas. You can't ask for back to school off. But, you know, December, yeah. as long as they've got coverage, you can take it off. But other retail, you shit out of luck. It's either you work or you don't. And if you don't work by choice, have a backup plan. That's it. I ain't going to fault anybody out there at all for standing up and saying, look, I've got family that I haven't seen in like five years coming in for the holidays. You know, just just be aware of what's going to happen and have a plan. That's it. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, putting your foot down and saying, this is, this is about me, but you know, all choices have consequences. So, you know, like my dad used to say, always have a spare tire in the trunk. Iris says, my son was born Christmas Eve, missed his first birthday. I wish I had the attitude I have now back then. Screw that. Same, same, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened, you know, since we started the podcast and, and things we've talked about and things that we've learned as far as labor laws and stuff, all sorts of stuff. And it has empowered some people to have a better sense of what's going on to where maybe some of our filters don't work so much anymore, but there's nothing wrong with that. And, and I think that's, that's, we see that industry wide now it's, it's coming, you know, um, Let's see. Blame tag. I took vacation during back to school this year because my managers knew and didn't know she was pissed when she found out, but already approved. See, that's gaming the system. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you win, nothing wrong with that. I remember you talking about that. There's nothing wrong with that at all, at all. If they approved it, tough shit, you know, and they, they can get mad. But once they put their stamp of approval on it, it's not your fault anymore. And then once they say, oh, well, we made a mistake. Nope. Already made plans. Already paid for something. You know? And uh, it it is. And, uh, but Irish, to your point, it's amazing now because we look back at certain situations in our careers that we wish we had the same frame of mind that we do now. Things would have been so much different in a lot of different places. And and some of them probably wouldn't have been good. (laughs) Okay. But they would have been satisfying. For sure. Um, Alki says, all workers should be able to negotiate over that. A whole department should be able to discuss when everyone has time off. It would improve. See, that that's good. Yes. You know, if you work, if you have a department of employees, they should work as a team. And if they're working as a team, they should be able to hash out their time off as a team and then give that to the manager saying, hey, us as a department, this is what we've decided works for us here. You know. Oh, she was back there again today, Russell. I I talked to her the last time she was there. That ship is sinking fucking fast, bro. It has been. It's like a sl- it's like the Titanic going into the iceberg and like in like super slow motion. But yeah, that store. <laughs> that that store could just burn in hell. <laughs> uh, blame tax is my biggest issue with management is shenanigans over time off. Yes, well, you know, 
Oh, neither have I, Russell. I have not been there. I mean, why would I go over there to get shot? Nope, 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 nope. You know, management, see, that's the thing. You know, and there's a lot of managers like this. You know, their time is the only important time. They can take off time for whenever they want, you know, within guidelines. And that they don't care how it affects the store, how it affects the team. Sometimes they go on vacation and come back and their attitude is even worse because they're mad because they came back. But when it comes to associates, it's like the world ends. If some associate asks for a day off, you know, okay, so what's wrong with that? You know, and then so many managers will begrudgingly give people time off and then start blowing up their phone. Hey, did you do this? Or, hey, where's this? Or, hey, it, it, it just makes you realize how important you actually are because they couldn't survive without you. It's kind of like the whole essential worker thing. It's like the one thing the pandemic showed was for all of us, quote, unquote, low-skilled workers, it is completely obvious the country would completely have imploded if all of us just didn't work at all. They couldn't make it. They just couldn't. Those minimum wage people that they yelled at and whatnot who were terrified because they didn't know what COVID was or what it was going to do, these people couldn't function. I I think retail and grocery and service industry workers, we're kind of like the modern-day preppers. We're prepared for this shit. We've got, like, exit plans and stores. We know which items we can use as weapons. We've got plans, all right? The rest of society without us was fucked, (laughs) just completely fucked. And, you know, looking back on it, I do believe that uh, we really should. Oh, by the way, hybrid, those shirts are are actually not new. They're old. I just referenced that in that tweet. Actually, uh, I got one for my wife. Oh, Blaine, I never got you a picture of that. Um, But, yeah, I I think that that's a fabulous shirt. And it's about to happen again. I'm not going to get into this whole rabbit hole. I'm not going to do it. But I'm going to say right now. Be warned of the monkeypox. I'm just telling you now. Mark this day down. Just, just, just do it. Um, the fuck today says current situation: having another key holder who has completely checked out, not doing their job or any of the management part. Hey, if you're done, go. So I don't have to pick up all the slack. I agree with that. But you and I also have been on the other side of that where we put up with a bunch of bullshit and just kind of coast out for the money until we find something. Doesn't make it doesn't make it right. You know, I've done it. I'm I'm not innocent in that. But you know, you could do it in a smarter way. You could try to empower people and make it look like you're training replacements on your way out. Oh, they were offered? Ooh, okay. Um, that's that's even worse. Um, but yeah, there comes a point in time where they need to go. And a manager needs to, um, or they're offered another position within the company or outside of the company. Just curious. Blame Tank says, I'm like the only one at work who hasn't gotten COVID time off. Have you dodged it so far, Blame Tank? Um, oh, within to go to a different store. Got you. Uh, Alki says management not giving workers their needs is just disgusting, especially simple needs that don't significantly affect a company. You are really, really correct there. That is, uh, it, it, it does because there again, 
managers, we kind of live in this bubble, right? And, and, and we might have something that's working for us and somebody needs something like legitimately. And we have programmed ourselves to follow the, you know, the hierarchy of, you know, our way or the highway. And we can't, you know, you, you can't step back and say, Hey, this person needs that, you know? And because it affects you somehow, some way, even though it really doesn't, that's the other thing too. There are a lot of managers who get pissed off that people ask off for time because how dare you, <laughs> you know? And then again, those same managers, we, we, this was brought up on Twitter the other night. Those same managers will change a person's schedule without telling them and just be like, Oh, sorry, we changed the schedule. Next time you see them, you need to work such and such. That's bullshit. That needs to stop. You can't do that. If, if, if you're required to give X amount of time notice for time off, they can't just change your schedule on a whim and, ex- and expect you to be there. If they change your schedule, fine. And if you're not there, they can't get mad. Even if they come to you and say, hey, I need to work. Well, no, I already made plans. They can't get mad. <laughs> they just can't. Um, oh, yeah. I remember when that happened, Hero. Yeah, so there were some raised eyebrows there. Blame tag. Um, but, uh, see now, Russell, that's another thing too. Um, Russell says a gal I know got the flu over spring and her GM said, if it ain't COVID come in, see, that was my hope for the pandemic. All right. Was that there'd be some sort of alleviation or relief in the whole culture of work when you're sick. All right, because shit spreads. I mean, you take COVID out of it. I mean, God, how many of us work sick and we know we got everybody else sick? I mean, you know, pre-COVID. And that's asinine. Number one, you're just a body at that point. If you're really sick, you know, they're wasting money. You know, you, you there are people that I know that have been sick that don't even care if they don't have sick time. They just know they can't come to work. They just can't go in. They've already accepted the fact they're not getting paid, right? And they almost get like their arm twisted to come in and work. But, you know, that's something that needs to be normalized. We need to normalize not working sick. And the amount of people that worked sick who sure as fuck had COVID would come in, they refused to get tested or whatnot. You know, I'm going to show the man. No, you, 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 you're not going to win an award. You're not going to, on your tombstone, it's not going to say, hey, I worked every time I was sick. No one's going to fucking care. So it's, you know, it shows that you're a very selfish person and you don't care about people around you if you willingly do that. I mean, that's just stupid. Several, several people. Blame Tag says, my old theater GM would basically say, if you're not in the hospital, your ass better be at work. Well, if you're part-time um, and they're asking for a doctor's note, they ought to be paying for you to go to the fucking doctor then. You know? See, and that right there, hybrid. Uh, our DM didn't want us to get tested for COVID in his height. See, that kind of shit, if you've got that somewhere on a text message or in print, that's the kind of shit you send to your local news station. Because that's irresponsible and it shows that this person does not care about the workforce. And it also shows that they really don't care about the customer base because 
if you got COVID and you get an elderly woman sick because you're forced to work and they die. I mean, it's a whole thing, man. Um, you reported that. Are you, are you talking about the, oh, okay. Okay. You reported that, but that's when you go to the news. I, I mean, fuck it. What are they going to do? You know, if you get fired, but you're working for somebody that's that what that's what they're mandating. You don't need to be working there anyway, I guess, you know, um, go to the news. I mean, <laughs> blow that shit up, man. Burn it. Some people just like to watch the world burn. We all need to become that person in situations like that. Um, Russell says exactly. And sure as day, I've seen yourself come in and hell, I wouldn't even come in the office, but according to the tree and they couldn't get anyone there, you had to be there. That's right. I did it. I did it. Um, I, I've, there have been some times I've worked extremely sick. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm done. That's over. That is completely over. It was over the moment I got rid of keys. I will never do that again. If I feel like that I cannot go to work and I feel that bad. And if somebody tells me I have to be there, I'm going to tell them to fuck off. Make me, (laughs) you know, I'm just going to. Uh, hello, Eric. Um, it's to the point where let them fire me. I will be in a new place in a week when I'm no longer. Exactly. Exactly. It's not worth it. Um, blame tag says, yep. She made the part-timers get doctor's notes for everything. Nobody at the theater had medical seat. You know what? We should normalize. If you're required to get a doctor's note and you don't have benefits, they need to pay for your doctor's visit. And if they refuse to, then it's an unexcused absence or it's an excused absence. Excuse me. Um, let's see. Keep enjoying your sanity. That's right. Keys. Uh, if speaking of shirts, um, with, uh, blame tag did one with a set of keys and a big circle, like slash through it with like the old school dare drug, drug lettering. And, um, it was keep K period, E period, Y period, S period. And uh, we decided it's called Keep Enjoying Your Sanity because once you get keys, it's over. Oh, Hero says Steve at the other craft store with Death Strip. Yes, um, I was the manager for Michael's Arts and Crafts and was forced to come to work. And I had strep throat, which for years was something that was like really, really bad for me. And to the point that I wound up in the hospital, I'll never forget, they gave me a glass about this big of Motrin, like and I had to drink that whole thing. I fell asleep on the bed in the emergency room. I had to uh, get a prescription for lidocaine gel that I had to swallow. My throat had closed up. The muscles in my jaw went weird, and so I couldn't talk, and then my mouth looked like this because all the muscles, and I had to go to work, and I was running a high fever too. It sucked balls. All I did was I sit in the office with my head down on the desk and went out and turned the key if I had to. Um, Let's see. Alki says, and then they don't accept the doctor's notes. Well, Alki, we know what the solution is there. I know you've been trying. You know, the union thing, you know, that's that's where that comes in. Um, Eric's thoughts. I'm in the restaurant industry. We serve food. I guarantee you. Every time you go out to eat, at least one person is sick working. Yep, absolutely. 
absolutely. And you know, the rest, and I'm going to get with you, Eric, uh, over the next few days or whatnot. I haven't had a chance to message you. Um, but you know, we'll, if you want to come on the show and talk about what you're doing too, that that's fine as well. Um, but you know, food industry is a big deal. I mean, it's, you know, it's weird that, uh, working with things that people ingest, right. Or, or prepared for them that management won't sick people there. That's awful. I just saw that, uh, the fuck today. I'm glad you found us as well. Uh, Eric blame tag will tell you the, the retail Twitter community is the best Twitter community. And you know, he told me that very early on and it has been nothing but absolute truth. It is fantastic. Um, oh, wow. Blame tag says she once fired a girl for having to take her kids to the doctor too many times and she wasn't a bad worker. You see, that's why protections have to be there, unfortunately. And it's funny, you know, people, we don't want organized labor and whatnot. Oh, well, if you quit treating people like shit, it wouldn't be a problem. Um, terrible. Drinking the Kool-Aid on the anti-union stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of that going around these days. Um, Eric, real quick. Um, your location on um, uh, Twitter. Um, are you a chicken fan or a tiger fan? Just curious if you're either. I won't hold either against you. Just asking. Um, but here it says, notice the companies. Daycares and schools are cesspools of cooties. Yes. And that's another one. I want to get a teacher on here so bad. I mean, when you think about like everything that's going on in schools through COVID up until now, um, I, I teachers have just gotten screwed. I mean, they've been getting screwed for years, but it's it's getting worse now. Um. Oh, cool. I live in Tiger Country as well. Um, but uh. It's, um, oh, you were a teacher for three years. Oh, I got you, which is why you never fully left the restaurant industry. You know, I I tell a story about a friend of mine. He was actually on the show uh, real early on. One of the first uh, pharmacy shows we had was my friend uh, Chris, and um, he went to school to be a teacher, and uh, he was working for Sears, and he got his degree. And, um, he was getting ready to go teach and Sears said, Hey, we can pay you more than what you make as a teacher. And it was quite significantly more. And he got stuck in retail. I mean, how bad is that? (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's just terrible. Um, and now, you know, hero and I've had this conversation where teachers really suffer is now they're in an environment where parents really use teachers as babysitters. You know, and, and it's really bad. And, you know, I made the comment, you know, my kids will never see another classroom, you know. And I think what's going to happen, the shift you're going to see is your great teachers are going to excel at being online instructors. 
as well they should. You know, it's safer. Um, you know, they don't have as much money out of pocket as, you know, some of these teachers do. I mean, look, I mean, they, they make shit for money, but they're buying their own supplies a lot of times. And, and you know, they're, they're sending out notes that, you know, each student needs to bring this and that, this and that. Man, it's, it's one of the most important professions we have in this country is one of the most mistreated. And I don't blame them if they get out. I really don't. And, you know, and I think that's what we'll see in the future is I think you'll see the bulk of all your really good teachers what, you know, would be uh, online. Alki says, I'm biased, but Tiger Country is the best. My friend Rachel has brainwashed me into believing that. Dabo Sweeney, that's all I'm going to say. But I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm born and bred. So I've, I've, I've been in Tiger Country my entire life, and, and that's my blood runneth orange. We'll just leave it at that. Um, the fuck today? No. Well, I take it back. Michael Jordan years. Yeah. Um, Iris says, it's so easy to get stuck in retail. It's like an abusive relationship. Hard to get out of. You're 100% correct. Um, it, it, it's, I, I've said it before. When I first started the podcast, the running joke was they'll never pay you what you're worth they'll pay you just enough to keep you. And and that's that's the thing. Now, look, my situation is different than everybody else's. And I, once again, I will say that there is life outside of it. And it, it, take, it, it takes a lot of work, and it, and, it's, and it takes two incomes. You know, it, you can't, you know, you probably could not do what I'm doing if you were single by yourself, all right? But fortunately, you know, uh, let's be in a dual-income household. Yeah, we're not rich. We're not making anywhere near what I used to make, but we're doing okay, right? And, you know, if anybody finds themselves in that situation to be able to do that, especially get out of management or, or find a different kind of retail that you may enjoy and may have to take a pay cut or whatnot, I, I highly recommend do it. Um, I know not everybody can, and, and, I, and that's the sad part is that's just the world that we live in. I mean, when you look at like inflation and you look at how much everything is right now, my God, I mean, I made the comment a while back that they're pricing us out of life. I mean, they really are. I mean, I had an interesting conversation at work the other day. I was walking around with the homies waiting on a, a delivery. And I said, Hey, look, if you're, if you make minimum wage, and you work your ass off for an hour, guess what? You get two gallons of milk. Woohoo! You know? And and the conversation was, if you start looking at the money you make versus what you can get, it's crazy. I mean, you know, or even like the memes. You know, let's say you make $10 an hour and you work eight hours and, and, and they show the picture of just, you know, eight ten dollar bills but you don't really get that because the government gets part of that and then when you start looking when you start that's the thing we've spent so much time looking at numbers and whatnot we haven't visualized to what we're getting and when you start to visualize what that money actually means it really does kind of change your perception a little bit you know we were joking well look you know if dog food you know, let's say you love your dog, right? And you make, let's say you're lucky enough to make $15 an hour. You got to work almost two hours to get the biggest bag of dog food. I mean, think about that. Uh, the fuck today says $62 to fill up a Volkswagen. 
Yeah. I work with a guy who has a truck. He told me it's like a little over $100 a week just to fill his truck up once. That's insane. But, uh, uh, Russell, I, I got to disagree with you there. There's other ways to gift your kids community skills other than being at school. Take them to church. Take them out in public. Have friends with kids, whatnot. It doesn't have to be school. School is going to bind up becoming more dangerous as the years go on, period. And it's funny. I remember coming out of high school, you know, my, you know, my first child being born. There was a conversation I had that I always felt like that what public school was for me would be what private school becomes. And the public school was going to be a nightmare. And here we are. And, uh, yeah. Uh, if you're a government person in office, you shouldn't get paid to be in office. Uh, well, I think you should get paid if you're doing a job, but I don't think you should get rich. And I think you should only be there four years, period. You know, that's, that's a big problem. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, if, if you're elected to do something, you, you quote unquote should have a job to do. Yeah. You should get paid for it, but it should be fair. But there's so many professions out there that, like, for instance, you know, I, I'm a proponent that teachers should be paid. Look, a lot of people aren't going to like this, all right? But back in the day before everything went haywire, I would have zero problem with teachers making six digits. I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people, but that is the most important position in our world. They, they're there to teach and, and basically raise your children for you while you're out working. They, they, they should make more money than a lot of things, you know, and I don't care if they get three months off a year, they should make that. I, I would, I would never get jealous or angry that a teacher made more than me ever, period. Even if I was a store manager, at like some high end retailer, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't care. So, um, let's see, driving 60 miles a day and I'm fat and get hot air conditioning all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, this has been a fun one. Uh, we're sitting at an hour eight. Um, I don't know if there'll be one Wednesday. There may or may not. I don't know. Um, you know, I'll be posting the schedule in the next couple of days with what we gotten up. You know, the big one that I'm really excited for is having Matt Mitchell from It's a Southern Thing on the 27th. Uh, if you do not know who that is, please look him up. Please look It's a Southern Thing up, especially if you're in the South. It, it's it's kind of like mandatory viewing. Um, that's going to be um, a, a very good time. Um, it's, it's going to be lighthearted. It's going to be, you know, hopefully funny. Um, it's, uh, and he does some football stuff too, which I, I, I really enjoy, but he's absolutely hilarious. And, uh, you know, he's an actor and he's a writer and producer for us, a Southern thing. Um, I just kind of went out on a whim. Um, my family loves watching that and, uh, I just reached out and Hey, it's it's going down so that'll be a family friendly one so if you show up at the chat please behave <laughs> um you know so uh, there'll be more on that as it comes um also to i believe next week um i'll have somebody from the railheads podcast on um we're talking about where they work um i believe he described it as like the retail Death Star or like Walmart Death Star. It's it's really I have to look it up, but it's a, it's a it's a big chain that's not indigenous to the southeast. Um, huge chain, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, July eleventh, 
I have uh, GM Reigns from Twitter. She's going to be on. And sometime also in July, if you follow Would You Like Shots with that um, on Twitter, they're doing a documentary about the pharmacy business. Uh, they're on vacation currently. They reached out to me. They're going to be on the show sometime in July. So we're going to keep going. Um, and, you know, Scott's Ice, well, you know, we're going to get the Southern version, which is going to be funnier anyway. Somebody can quote me on that since, since you know, he won't show up. But, you know, if you guys know people in the industry or whatnot that, that maybe they've come to you and they said they've got something to say, hey, look, man, bring them on. Bring them on. There's some other people I got to reach out to that we've talked about being on the show. Um, there's somebody that has reached out that's in the advertising business. That could be fun. Um, they also have some connections in film and music. Uh, I do know some people in music, but I wanna, I don't want to really um, burden them with it because their career arcs are going very, very well. So I, I, I don't want to bother any of those guys. No, it is not a hip grocery. Um Real quick before we go, if Irish is still here, Irish, are your teachers paid decent wages? He, he he may have tapped out. Oh, no, there he is. They're heavily unionized. Well, there's that word again. I mean, look, uh, you'd figure th these businesses would get the point. You know, they don't want unions, but they don't want to do anything to prevent unions other than hire people to block unions other than fix, you know, cleaning up their house and taking care of their people. So once again, I want to say thank you to you, everybody that shows up. This community is the best community. I love when you guys are here. Um, you know, I really try hard to get, you know, people on the show, the real life people that have real life struggles and whatnot, because I think that's where the magic really is, is, you know, letting people talk and, and talk about what they go through. And, you know, it's, um, you know, it means a lot. It really does. I appreciate all you guys. I really do. Um, there was a post on Facebook from a friend of mine, you know, asking about, is it worth it doing videos and whatnot? And I kind of explained, you know, for me, you know, I'm not here to make money. Sure. You know, if we ever reach a thousand subs on YouTube, yeah, I'll get a little bit of scratch on views or whatnot, but that was never my intention. And it was, uh, you know, my comment to him was me starting this was to build a community and if the numbers don't really matter if just one person watches it, you know, like for instance, Eric, you know, you, you know, you stumbled across us and whatnot. And that's awesome. You know, that's organic. That's not pushing things down people's throat. That's not, you know, anything. It's just a, you know, trying to, you know, get people that are like-minded involved in this. No, you can't be, you know, watching and be in the chat every single episode. We all got lives. You know, but there's replays, there's the audio, there's the whole nine yards. And it's a lot of fun for me. So I do enjoy it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more to come. We got a long way to go. And uh, work's not done. So having said that, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Um, everybody be safe. Once again, remember, this day, beware monkeypox. Do it. You, you think I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. So re remember this. But... Oh, you have eight subscribers more than expected? Hey, look, man, I've got 261 more than I expected. You know, I expected, like, my wife and kids to follow me. That was it, you know, as this, this happened. And I don't really push the YouTube thing all that much. It's just an avenue to get out there. Sure, I would love to get over 1,000 subs and make a YouTube partner. That's all great. And, and whatnot. maybe one day we'll get there. But, you know, if we don't, it's okay. It's all about you guys. 
you know, being here. I don't care if it's two of you or 12 of you. It, it don't matter. So uh, eventually we're going to get this uh, retail war zone con going, and that's going to be the bee's knees, as they say. But anyway, guys, you guys have a great night. Everybody stay safe. Uh, take care of everybody you need to take care of, and don't take no shit. We'll see you next time.